the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. AM 1220 KDOW. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. quarantine. Okay, it hasn't been that many days, but it certainly feels like that. And we're starting to understand that this may become more of a thing. Things like wearing masks, avoiding large groups for a year or maybe even longer as they're starting to say the COVID variants will be endemic in communities for the foreseeable futures and that if we want to keep it under control, it looks like booster shots. That's a little discouraging, to be quite honest with you, because we keep using the phrase, I want to go back pre-pandemic. Same thing with Wall Street. Uh, In my head, I've had to juggle everything that I know about how pre-pandemic, current pandemic, post-pandemic concepts and what stinks about it is, I just said it, I gave away the big clue, is that certain sectors are going to be recovering differently, as some Americans want to avoid large groups for the foreseeable future. So, it's almost as if, <laughs> do you remember how uh, some comedian came up with Chanaka? We're going to have to come up with holidays that are tied around towards smaller groups and call it COVID, COVID miss, or I don't know, ex-COVID mess doesn't work does it two of the big trends going on during the pandemic post-pandemic pre-pandemic are electric vehicles and digital currencies and again i i'm starting that concept there the fun idea you could kind of blend these two trends that can push through the pandemic in good economies and bad economies it's one of those things that, like smoking, if you invested in cigarettes, it could push through a good economy. It could push through a bad economy. If you invest in a company that did cigarettes, they're pretty much so Teflon, right? Until the attorney general started saying, hey, we can make money off these guys. <clears throat> Let's go to court and say uh, they hid documents. 
they were evil. People were stupid. Even for 40, 50 years, the attorney general was saying, hey, cancer could cause cancer. Cancer could uh, smoking could cause cancer, but it was a source of funds for our states and our government, and it was something that was able to push through. Now it's in decline, not because of the health risks. No, let me correct that. Smoking is in decline in the United States, but not as fast as you think. And it's because the millennials are educated about the health risks and just find it to be a filthy, disgusting habit for a lot of people. I got to be careful because there will be a. Cigarettes are people. Uh, cigarette smokers are people too. Cancel Rob Black. <laughs> when I say it's a dirty, nasty habit, I'm just trying to be culturally norm. Ugh, foot and mouth. Where do I go from here? <clears throat> so two big trends: electric vehicles and cryptocurrencies. And any time you see a big sponsor of electric vehicles, whether it be somebody like a GM or Joe Biden and the federal government saying we're only going to buy electric vehicles this year. That's a big sponsor. It, it gets it in the news, but it also gets it in people's psychology. This could live through a good economy and a bad economy. Warren Buffett's going all in on electric vehicles. The, the sad part about Warren is I was recently studying up on him a little bit more again. He's really getting old fast. So when I say Warren Buffett's going all in on electric vehicles, it, it's probably his managers beneath him that are going to replace him. But I'm not going to fight that. If it's got Warren Buffett's name plastered on it as a sponsorship of an idea, I'm good with that for now. Small cap electric bus maker, green power motor, ticker symbol GP. For those of you who asked me for ticker symbols, I'm giving you one now. Consult a broker advisor before picking up any shares of any stock you don't own or that you might hear through the show. So green power motor, ticker symbol GP, is something that Warren, if it's good enough for Warren Buffett, is it good enough for me? That's probably not a bad idea to start with. But you got to do a little bit more work, right? This is your money. Green Power announced a deal with Forest River, which is a Berkshire Hathaway unit that makes a diverse range of recreational and commercial vehicles. Forest River is buying up to 150 Green Power EV star cabs and chassis to be used in new all-electric vehicles offered by Forest River. Now, again, this is not a direct investment in green power. Ticker symbol GP. I, I keep saying that in large part because I don't want to get, get confused. Green power is a corporation. It's, it's motor, Green Power Motor, Inc. Um, I don't want to just drop it out there like green power. Is, hey, you can hug a tree and drive all around. I'm not saying it's, it's hippie green. It's investment green. So Forest River buying 150 Green Power Star cabs and chassis and scenarios like that. Again, not the headline can confuse you a little bit. Is it Warren Buffett invested in it or is Warren Buffett's company given a contract to? They're both similar. One has a lot more power than the other. Green Power investors will likely cheer the news. Shares are up over 186% over the last three months. Uh Uh-oh. But Rob, it's already gone up too much. Remember when I said I think there's some trends that could be pre-pandemic, pandemic, post-pandemic, and how we all have to start rethinking some of the sectors that we want to value in our head? Housing being one. Pretty big shift in psychology on owning homes in the last two years, three years. Will it stick? I think it can in a little bit. 
as we wanted to get bigger homes, it reminds me very much of the 1980s when we did start making what were referred to in the United States as McMansions. A always BBC closing. Green power focuses on buses, but many other EV makers are building medium-duty commercial vehicles. A company called Workhorse, ticker symbol WKHS, privately held Rivian, as well as a company called Arrival. There's a lot of people in this industry. We used to think electric vehicles, and we thought Warren Buffett, uh, not Warren Buffett, uh, Elon Musk. Wow. I wonder if that's a Freudian slip. Electrical commercial vehicles can make every economic sense, but also what we're finding out is a lot of companies in countries, when they're making commitments to electric vehicles and green energy, they're making big commitments. And it'll be interesting to see if the profits from these investments can equal the investments. Because we don't want to flame out on it. We don't want to go, oh, we tried and there was just no money to be made. So back to oil and gas or – and again, I'm not knocking oil and gas. I'm just saying what could break the trend if it's we can't turn the corporate and government investments into a little bit more do-re-me. Berkshire's entry into the electric vehicle space is notable, but it's also only a foray. There's another Berkshire subsidiary, which is – Berkshire's a pretty interesting company. Um, they have a lot more business interests. They're probably a little bit more uh, uto- uh, dystopian. Like uh, they're a big conglomerate. They own a group called Fontaine Modification, and they're building heavy-duty fuel cell trucks for high-zone motor cu- customers. Someone recently asked me about fuel cells, and I said, I've been following fuel cells for 20 years. I, I know plenty. There's so far – it has been worth the corporate investment or the government investment, but electric vehicles and electric batteries have started ramping that profit zone. Fuel cell hasn't. You could still be early on fuel cell if you believe in the technology, or you could say, well, money's going to shift trend-wise into other ways of generating clean energy. Uh, now I'm saying green energy yet again. Not green motors. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union, with 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back again, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. Show dedicated to getting your retirement. Monday through Friday, you shows. 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Heavily concentrated on daily news and business activity. Trying to piece the, together the winners and losers on Wall Street from that concept of daily news. Sometimes it works a little bit better than others, but I'm also starting to do a Monday, Thursday, Friday morning, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. I'm really tinkering with it. It's going to be a, a work in process, so forgive me on it. But that's Mondays at 6 a.m., Thursdays and Fridays here on this station. Winning. You'll learn more about that in the coming days and weeks. But <clears throat> if you start listening those days, you're going to hear a little bit different of a show. Anyhow, and anyway, um, I like talking trends. I like talking demographics. Sometimes we'll go through talking about technologies. Back in 2019, 2020, I said the best thing that's going to be a, this investment year, again, this was pre-pandemic, 
was 5G. And it's been a trend that we've been talking about for three or four years. And you've seen slowly but surely Apple's ramp, say 5G, 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 inside the, the ramp, if you take a look at the chart, you see it. We'll get back to talking technologies, AR, VR. We'll get back to talking to other things. But right now, I, I'm, I'm stuck in these trends of like, how do they interweave with pandemics and or not? I was looking at HBO Max's slate of programming that they're starting to put together, in large part to compete with Netflix, Disney. Disney's recent quarter on the Disney Plus was so good that they said, we're going to stop reporting numbers. In one year, Disney has ramped from zero to over 95 million subscribers up for Disney Plus TV. Now, again, this is going to be very interesting to watch their psychology as things open back up. How much of that great content that's debuting on Disney Plus is now going to be debuted in movie theaters? And maybe sometimes maybe they're starting to water it down just a bit too much, right? So, yes, we did get Baby Yoda. We're going to get a... Um, an X-Wing fighter like squadron show soon. Then we're going to get a Boba Fett show. At some point, maybe it's a little bit too much of going to the well a little bit too often. When we get the WandaVision, and then we're going to get the Nighthawk, and it's it's starting to become black virtual content. But anyway, do we have to worry about that? Is Disney overstepping it by going to the well once too often? It felt like they did with the Star Wars movies, 7, 8, and 9. They didn't really feel the magic that we wanted them to be in hindsight. I know some people were very satisfied with them. I wasn't disappointed. Anything J.J. Abrams does is pretty good, but not great. But it's never awful. But it's, I might have done things a little differently, right? Um, again, I'm still upset someone killed off Admiral Akbar. Whoever's idea that was was wrong. Princess Leia, you can kill it off. I'm fine. But Akbar? Anyway, what I, what I was trying to get at is I was looking at what HBO Max is doing, and I was trying to like get in the mind of, is this pandemic-driven? For HBO Max to try to compete with Disney+, Plus, try to compete with Netflix, try to compete with Hulu, who tries to compete with you know live TV, who try, sports, there's a one called FUBU. FUBU is the one that I look at, and I go, this one should go to zero. Because it's kind of a streaming sports and the sports content makers like um, Premier Soccer League, uh, the NFL, they tend to be very – and it's so interesting. I, I'm about to use a word that I don't know if I'm allowed to use, chintzy. I'm like, am I appropriating that? Is that a cultural thing that I don't – should it say on air? Um, stingy? Uh, tight? What? 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 So the sports leagues are really – so FUBU to me, I'm like, okay, I get why Google TV is out there. And YouTube TV, I, they're blending in my head a little bit. They're a good brand. And I'm more loyal to my TV, YouTube TV, because it's tied towards Google. And I know I have a Google email. And there's kind of a – I get how Google's making money on this. And then you're watching YouTube TV and you see commercials that are YouTube-oriented. And you're like, hey, do we really have – have we – commercialize the commercial part of streaming yet. So you're looking at the whole streaming thing and you're looking at the content, the Star Wars going to the well one too many times. It seemed to have worked now for Disney. They seem to have turned it around and it doesn't feel like they're just licensing the technology. They seem to have a direction with it, which is fine. But I thought the most interesting concept that came out of Time Warner recently is that they're they're launching The Last of Us 
which is a video game wildly popular worldwide. And I'm, I'm already starting to give it away, right? Worldwide. Video game. Somebody who's willing to pay 60 bucks for the video game experience, it lands literally, boom, in a, your download section. You download it. You play it. It lasts about 10 hours, I think, is a typical stretch of a video game. So HBO has bought the rights to do The Last of Us, and they've announced who's going to be playing the characters, the two main characters. And it's basically a 20-year-in-the-future thing. I think there was poison or there was mold that created crazy zombie-like people. There's a little girl who might be immune. I don't want to get too further into what I know and don't know, but there's a, a road trip, a classic way of making television and movies, right? Road trip grandmas with grandsons. Road trip uh, two cranky old men. Road trip a white person with a black person. Road trip – like road trips are an easy way of telling a story. I'm studying a little bit of stand-up right now for that morning show that I was talking about. And um, one of the things they say is you can always write a joke about road trips. You can always write a joke about your mom. I'm like, oh boy. It's going to be tougher than I thought. But they announced who were, who were to play the characters. And I, I'm like, I think I like what HBO is doing. I'm okay if in this day and age we're able to take the intellectual property from a video game and turn it into a successful TV show or movie. Every movie has basically been a bomb that has been converted from a video game into a movie. I would say maybe the Laura Croft Tomb Raider and would be the major exception. I'm probably missing some. But just because you buy the intellectual property doesn't mean it's going to turn out to like Twilight. It's not going to be an odd. But I like what they, and then I looked at HBO's other slate for HBO Max. Uh, it includes a lot of cartoon programming, which, again, is uh, it's more of a thing than you think. I think I'm talking to a pretty big audience here. But I don't watch any animated shows. I used to watch The Simpsons. I, I, I would I would always try to find it during vacation time, kind of thing, like when I had a like serious time off. But uh, the the Mortys of the world, for instance, they're legit TV shows that legit adults are watching. So I get why HBO is going this direction. And during pandemic, I'm like, well, you don't have real actors; you just have people who are voicing it. So if you're going to continue to like play your cards. I think HBO is doing something right here with original video game to television. Cause that'll be a lot more interesting than say another star Wars movie. Guess how it ends. The, the good guys beat the bad guys, right? I can tell you what HBO is making right now with the last of us. It doesn't have the typical ending. So it's kind of a game of Thrones thing where it's almost much watch TV or must watch. Like, did you see what they did? Did you see what they did on TV? That little girl killed that guy. It's good stuff coming from HBO. Good for them. And I think it's a sector that everyone wins right now between you and me. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Stick around. I'm not bitter, I'm just a riddle born of white, blue, and red. If I- 
Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. You know, he's just talking about content. Um, and HBO and Disney and Disney's tapping the well with the Star Wars and the Marvel Avengers universe, so to speak. And they're planting Easter eggs and seeds about uh, what future products are going to be. I was just talking to my producer and uh, I was talking about how there's a really unflattering picture right now on the cover of Yahoo about the Proud Boys. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. So we had a little political chit chat and it's over. <clears throat> but as I come out of break, I'm like, I wonder who's going to play the. The uh, shaman, the QAnon shaman in the TV or movie <laughs> that is eventually going to be made. I wonder who's going to play the Proud Boys. I wonder if there's going to be a twist like only HBO can do that shows the good side of the dark side and the dark side of the good side. Like, you know, I don't know. You start by seeing like Nancy Pelosi fighting off instigators. The next thing you know, Nancy Pelosi's a vampire. Like, we're going to have to sensationalize this, aren't we? Where we show the good and the bad. I think we are, um, because that's the HBO way, the plot twists, where you're like, I didn't see that one coming. Anyway, but when do you think the first sieging of the Capitol TV show or movie comes out? I'm going to go out on the limb here and say by July 4th. And uh, Brad Pitt is the QAnon shaman. (laughs) I can't wait for it to get history brought to us by... I thought we lived that. Nope. Anyhow, and anyway, um, not a lot going on today. So Bitcoin is something I keep coming back to. And again, it's interesting because it sounds like I don't like it. A lot of people misinterpret me, including my loved ones, where they're like, wow, you're really angry. I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm just you know, demonstrative. There's a big difference. So and if you're not from the East Coast and if you don't see Italians growing up, you don't really get people who talk with their hands and really live passionately through the conversation, um, culturally speaking, of course. But talking about some of the big stories out there right now is I don't dislike cryptocurrency. I think there's going to be different levels of sophistication of people who play with cryptocurrency. And I'm not kidding. I, I, maybe I'll dig up this email for the next hour. Someone sent me an email saying, like, my 14-year-old kid's really getting into investing. He just bought GameStop. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No. Like, don't ask me to give advice to uh, a boy who's never kissed a girl about, like, the fine nuances of being married for 10 years. Like, no, don't, no, no, no. It's not going to stick with him. But... It also shows me, like, how can I help make this a positive experience? Well, the way I can help make it a positive experience is say he's probably the riskiest person out there because his level of hormones going through his body right now are spiking, and he possibly won't be able to give enough attention to what he's getting into, and he hasn't really ever lost money in his life. And when you're 14, you've never really made money in your life. So you don't really get the value of buying cryptocurrency as investments or buying GameStop, you know, What's in the news is easy to lose a lot of money on. So playing with that concept a little bit further and a little bit longer, um, I'm good with cryptocurrencies. I'm not, 
you know, telling everyone on radio to go rush in. But if you want to own 1%, that's a start. That's fine. Try not to go too weird. The Dogecoin is weird. The Bitcoin is okay. Ethereum is in the right mind. But don't go too crazy. And again, your level of sophistication will get you into trouble or will make it a lot easier. Central banks are accelerating their work on digital currencies. The Bank of International Settlements, which is a bank that you probably don't know about, which probably could be a bad guy in a Bond movie. Who do you work for? The Bank of International Settlements. That sounds like a big evil corporation, right? They just published information that shows 86% of 65 central banks are working on white papers for digital currencies. That's a big move. 15% of those central banks around the world are saying, let's come up with some pilot studies. Let's actually play with it. That is good. It's sponsorship. Remember how I said earlier in the show when Warren Buffett's – they threw his name around a little bit too liberally. But it it also comforts a lot of people. If he's in that space, you're like, oh, I could be in that space. If grandfather could do it, if great-grandfather could do it, then I could be in there. Um, it kind of calms it down a little bit. But central banks are saying, from what I'm reading so far, that digital currencies will benefit from a lot of the technology of private cryptocurrencies. We're just not using cash anymore. So to digitize everything makes a little bit of sense for faster settlements, lower transaction costs, and cross-border payments. Let me give you some quick ideas here. You know, uh, When I say we're not using paper money and... You have to, you know, you're the United States government. You're paying 15 percent of the next size tax to Mexico, and your dollars are being converted into pesos, and your dollars are, are maybe physically formed, and you're counting them from a briefcase. And when you're talking like hundreds of dollars, it's like ah, I don't see the fuss. But when you start talking about millions, it's you're talking about cutting down the cost enormously. And if there's one thing that drives investments, there's probably 50. But one thing is when a company can come out and say, we will save you money in the way that you're currently doing business, we'll make you more productive. So central bank cash is printed. It's distributed. It's in the commercial banking system. It's a two-tier system. And if we could get digital tokens to replace physical tokens – I think everyone kind of gets it. The monetary discussion will come at some point on who's going to be making the money here. What are the technical requirements? What is the resilience of the idea of digital currencies? So far, China is the most advanced, having piloted a form of the e yuan in 2020. Motivations there are maybe a little bit different. Again, getting into that... (laughs) Good guy and bad guy. And what if Nancy Pelosi really is a vampire? Like, But she looks like a nice lady on the outside. China right now, is if we were going to write a novel, we always start with them as the bad guy. But what if we find out like, oh, boy, they've been building arcs to get us off the planet. And they're going to share them with us. We're like, hey, we love the fact that you're firing up all those factories. But the current story is like you're polluting the planet. Like, You'll see like as you get older that. China doing the E-1, the United States missed it. We could have been doing the E-dollars 
and again, cutting down on, um, you know, the Secret Service. I was watching a stupid game show last night. Secret Service was started to stop counterfeiting or something like that. And I go, oh, now they guard the president. So then you get into, the, oh, well, the president was a clone. Or if he wasn't a clone, his wife was a clone. But China get into the Ewan, cutting down on piracy. It's kind of interesting because what's the, what's the cliche in the United States? China steals all of our stuff. And now they want to protect their own currency from being printed they, uh, illegally. And they want to cut the cost of their currency. And they want to legitimize their currency. Even, even In Ewan, another digital currency idea, not quite Bitcoin. But China's making the first move here. And this is a, a multi-hundred billion dollar play. And again, is, is China doing it for their own motives? Are they doing it to be the 21st century? Are they doing it to be a world leader? They don't want to cut down on corruption. Uh, I'm going to let you decide what you see inside that story, right? 800-516-1220. Teach calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. We've talked about Warren Buffett getting into electric vehicles. Green Power Motor has a relationship with the firm, Berkshire Hathaway. But we should be calling it the firm, Berkshire Hathaway, and not the man, Warren Buffett. Because it's a little confusing when you say Buffett getting deeper into EVs, Right. And when you're learning that it's companies that he owns helping and doing work in the EV, you're like, not quite the same. But it shows you not bad either. Carnival Cruise Lines is one of the companies that, again, we're... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.